Welcome to PHT in the Morning with your host, Pastor David Miller from the Pentecostal Holiness Tabernacle in Cincinnati, Ohio. Good morning and welcome to another episode of PHT in the Morning with Pastor David Miller. I'm Pastor Miller and I'll be your host this morning and I hope this day started out good for you already. So we want to go to God's Word and talk to you a little bit here this uh, morning. Some scriptures found in the book of Colossians chapter number 3. And I think I'm going to start right here uh, at verse number 12. Verse number 12 said, Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another, forgiving one another, and if any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And above all these things, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. Now, right here in verse number 16 is what I want to talk to you about this morning. Verse 16 says in Colossians 3, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. So listen uh, to this once again. The first part of verse number 16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. Letting the word of God or the word of Christ, rather, dwell in you richly. Now, the one word that I really want to talk to you about is that word, dwell. And the word dwell, uh, by definition, means to stay, or it means to reside, or to linger, or to ponder. So maybe uh, hearing that definition, once again, dwell. The definition means to stay, reside, linger, and ponder. Thinking about that. Now let's look at verse 16 again. Let the word of Christ dwell. So let the word of Christ reside in your hearts. Or let uh, the word of Christ stay 
or let the word of Christ linger or let the word of Christ ponder. So all of these things is telling us about God's word. So we should not hear God's word and just take it and leave it. Or like one man said, to let it go in one ear and out the other. But rather, we need to keep God's word close to us. And one place I read where uh, the Bible said this, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. So it's important to keep the word of God residing or lingering in your heart, to let it stay there, uh, to ponder or think on God's word. If you do that, the Bible said you might not sin against the Lord. So let the word of God or Christ, I keep saying God, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in wisdom and in teaching. So when we're teaching, uh, we need to keep the word of God there. Talk about, uh, let's keep God's word in our teaching. Uh, when we admonish each other, whether it's in a psalm or a hymn or a song, wherever it is, let that be done with grace in our heart. Verse number 16 says, so these are some powerful, powerful words today. Let God's word dwell in your heart richly. I do not want to be like the parable of the sower. When the Bible talked about that, some seed fell on stony ground, some fell among thorns, some fell on uh, uh, good ground, though. And it, it tells the meanings of those, uh, like if it fell on among thorns, it's where they receive the word. But uh, the thorns just kind of choked out the word that was in them. Or if it falls on stony ground, it can't take any root. So it can't uh, stay or linger or reside, which means to take up residence. So we need to let God's word take up a resident within our heart. So today, I hope every one of you that's listening to me can realize it's not enough just to read God's word. You know, the other day someone told me I read this many chapters today, but when asking, um, what, what did you learn the most or what stuck out the most? Couldn't remember anything. So, you know, you can just read through it and let it uh, be read by you, but not let it take up residence and not really do much good. But when you read God's word, hide it in your heart. Hold it close to you. God's word is, is is quick, the Bible said, and it is sharp, and it's powerful. It's like a two-edged sword. 
the Bible said, that would pierce and divide asunder right down to the joints and the marrow of the bone. So God's word is very, very uh, powerful. It's important. Now, look, I love singing. I love uh, testimonies. I love all sorts of things. But to me, nothing is greater than God's word. Whether you are hearing it preached, hearing it taught, or you're reading it, God's word is very, very powerful. Now, I'm going to look over here in the book of John, uh, chapter number one, and the Bible tells us this, that in the very beginning, in the beginning was the word. And the Bible said the word was with God. And then it really comes down uh, to the nitty gritty and it says, and the word was God. So in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. Without him was not anything made that was made. So even talking here a little bit about creation, he starts out with the word being God and it says very plainly, the word was in the beginning, the word was with, and the word was God. All things were made by him. So by the word of God, by him, all things consist, the Bible says. Without him was not anything made that was made. So, I mean, I know what evolutionists say and I'm not on this podcast to fight with anybody, but I truly believe God's word. I believe that the Lord spoke this world into existence. I don't believe uh, anything else other than that. The Bible said, let there be light. That's what the Bible said. God said, let there be light and there was light. So I believe God spoke creation into existence. How do you do it? By his word, by the spoken word. The Bible said the light shineth in the darkness and the darkness comprehendeth it not. It goes on to say, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of that light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, talking about John, but he was sent to bear witness of that light, which was Jesus. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. Now, you talk about some sad words. That, my friend, is some very sad words because he was in this world and he made this world, verse 10, 
John 1, you can read it yourself, but yet the world knew him not. Then the Bible said he came to his own and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. So not by natural birth or the flesh or God's or man's will rather, but of God. Now I want you to notice one more verse, verse 14, talking about God's word, all it done, uh, light, creation, and so on. It tells about coming through him by the word. Verse 14, he said, and the word was made flesh. That was Jesus Christ. He said, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. Now he said, verse 14, and the word was made flesh. Amen. And he said, and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory as the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Now, if that don't excite you, I don't know what it, what will. So he tells us about the word. And I'm talking to you about the word. So what is the word? Yes, it is what we read in the Bible. But even greater than that, the word is Jesus Christ himself. The word became flesh. So it is, he is the word. The words, if I can use that term that he spake or spoke, those words were life. You know, Jesus spoke, uh, to a cripple, and they was healed. Uh, Jesus said, thy faith hath made thee whole, and a man was made whole. Jesus said, go and sin no more to a sinner, and they were saved. So all he had to do was speak that word. Matter of fact, I remember one time reading in the Bible where a person came to Jesus and said, I have a servant that's sick. I'm not even worthy of you to come under my roof. But if you would say the word, I know he would be healed. He had so much faith that he said, all you have to do is speak the word. You don't have to come to my house. You don't have to anoint him with oil. You don't have to lay hands on him. Right here, right now, you can speak the word. And I believe that he'd be healed. And the Lord did that. And that very hour, that man was healed. Do you know the Bible talks about uh, how that we have uh, blessings, life, and so on, even in our mouth? The Bible talks about that. Uh, 
we we need to be careful because words we say can pronounce good things upon us. And I believe we can say words of doubt and unbelief and cause us to suffer great uh, tragedy as well. So be careful what you say. And thank God for his word. I want to talk about his word. And that's what the scripture is telling us here. Amen. About God's word. I want to go over it again. The word, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. So to you that's listening to me today, the next time you're in a Sunday school class and you hear the word taught, the next time your pastor or an evangelist preaches the word of God, hide that word in your heart. Let it dwell in your heart richly. Don't let God's word, when you read your Bible, don't let it just go in one ear and out the other, but let it reside or take up residence. Wouldn't we be so much better off if the word of God that we've read through the years would have took residence in our heart and in our mind? Let the word reside. Let the word stay. Hold God's word close to you and keep it there. Linger, let the word of God linger and always ponder or think about God's word that you've heard. So I hope, I hope that you've been blessed by this. And I had a, what I thought was a great uh, episode that I wanted to give you but I felt like the Lord dealt with me to give you this. And I hope this has helped you today. Once again, Colossians 3, verse 16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. If I could say anything to you today, I would say let the word dwell. Let the word stay, reside, linger, and ponder on God's word. Nothing like the word of God. Thank God for it. We're begotten by the word. Look, if I start talking about the word and let myself go, we'd be here this time next week because God's word is just so great and powerful. Pick up your Bible, dust it off, and read it. There's words of great truth. You'll find peace, joy, happiness, eternal life, and so much more by simply reading God's word. Let it dwell in you richly. This is Pastor David Miller. I hope that this has been a blessing, and I hope you let the word dwell in you richly. God bless you, and have a great rest of your day. Mm-hmm.